As much fun as an electric can opener to the scrotum, two douchebags in a microphone. Not responsible for greasy residue left on your Bluetooth. No! No! All right, two douchebags and a microphone. I am Mark. I'm Bob. Welcome to the program. All right, thanks for coming back. Um, sometimes I wonder why people do. Now, actually, I listened to our last three podcasts. I think they're pretty solid. I like them. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah, they're getting there. Yeah, we got to work on our chemistry a little bit more because me and Topher had the chemistry down perfectly. And it takes a little bit to get there because our first few podcasts were not a disaster, but not nearly what would you call stellar. And then later on, um, you know. uh, But, you know, um, I talked to Topher the other day, and um, I... I think he's going to come back to the podcast, but a little bit later. Uh, he's got some stuff going on, and uh, and we all wish him well. And he's still a great friend and everything. But he's going to yeah, sit. Yeah. He's going to sit out for a little while, and that's fine. Me and Rob got it, and whoever else yeah. we can sucker into calling in or whatever, or find out at the city market, and grab them by their Scotty and pull them in or whatever. So, anyhow, so right now, just your luck. It's me and Rob. And I'm sure everyone's thinking that, right? Yep, yep. I see that. All of a sudden, our numbers fell to zero, Rob. What do we do? <laughs> so, anyhow, one of the first stories I wanted to lead off with today is good old Aaron Rodgers. He's been a lot of fun, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my. One thing after another after another. He knows he knows exactly what shoe to stick in, what side of his mouth, exactly when. It's been awesome. He's been a podcaster, a fucking media person, anybody. He's been their dream because he's been doing shit that makes people talk. And uh, he's been doing it for a while now. And, well, he's got another one now. So, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a guest speaker at a psychedelic mushroom conference. What do you think of that? Oh, this is going to be good. (laughs) Yes, I agree, too. I've got to get this video. And I've got to watch it. And i got to find out if we can non-trademark it or if it's non-trademarked. Because I would love to play that on this podcast, wouldn't you? <laughs> A-Rod said that using uh, psychedelics helped him ease his fear of death. Yeah. I, 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 didn't okay. expect, I didn't expect him to go that route. I felt like maybe, you know... Um, yeah, before a game, I get so amped up, and I get the jitters, and psychedelics help me put my mind together and calm down. No, no. This fear of being put in the fucking ground in a dirt nap is what, what got him to do and he's psychedelics. What, and he's, what, 39? Like yeah, I think he is 39. He's at least 38, if not 39. Um, yeah. Quarterback, uh, NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers said this week that using psychedelics helped him alleviate a fear of death that he's had lived with since he was a teenager. So he's had this for a long time. So, and I think, look, I think everyone has a certain fear of death. And the reason is, is what I always used to tell people um, was this right here. Um, 
the biggest problem with death is is no one jumped back up afterwards like a couple years later and said hey guys it's cool man it's a breeze no big deal man here's what happens you know first thing everything goes black okay and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're whole different like all of a sudden you see all these people that went before you and they're all you know grabbing you and giving you big hugs and welcoming you to the big heaven kitchen or whatever you know saying yeah okay there's some burritos over in the left and and to the right you're going to have a little champagne but we can't have very much alcohol here you got to understand that this is seven you know you don't have anyone doing that so until someone like jumps up and does that well then they would freak out and they'd kill try to kill them again anyhow but uh you know what i mean no one's ever been able no one's ever been able to come back and go yeah look it's no big deal guys so that fear is always going to be there for everybody because that's really the only thing we know, you know, is ourselves, our lives, clinging to it, you know. So um, I get that. But to go to psychedelics, uh, but anyhow, I'll go along with this uh, conversation and we can discuss it a little bit further. But I, I found that a little peculiar, as you did too, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. The revelation that Rogers had used had used and have been using the psychedelic brew ayahuasca oh proceeded being selected and this is before he selected as nfl mvp two years in a row so um ayahuasca is something that i've always wondered about doing i've heard about it i've read about it i've listened to it i've watched video on it and this stuff seems really cool because um you know what? Just look it up when you get a chance. Ayahuasca with an A-Y-E. Ayahuasca. Um, anyhow, uh, the psychedelic brew Ayahuasca, um, during his weekly appearance on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday, Rogers was asked by a teammate, A.J. Hawk, if he feared mortality. Rogers responded that he no longer does, citing his use of psychedelics to help him get over it and his phobia. So, um, okay, you know what, I, I appreciate and applaud Aaron Rodgers' honesty on this whole issue, you know, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be easy yeah. for him to remain silent and act like, oh, ayahuasca, I've never heard of that, or whatever, but he's really going out on a limb on this stuff because he really believes in it, and, you know, I, I think, I think that's to be commended to some degree. Rogers responded that he no longer does, citing his use of psychedelic, psychedelics. A-Rodge said it started around the Y2K fiasco that the world would end. He thought, man, I'm only 16. If the world ends, I can't accomplish anything I would like to. That was his mindset. So no wonder he's so damn good at what he does. He was uh, not really like, um, he, he, he wasn't like, um, let me think. Like fear and like being put in the ground and just being no more and not where you go to, where your soul, your spirit, all that goes to. He was like, man, I can't accomplish what I want to because I'm not going to be here. Right. Yeah. What a unique uh, perspective and no wonder he's so successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I respect him a little bit more after all that honesty, I can tell you that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyhow, um, I've got this uh, deal here that I found pretty interesting here, too. Um, let me see here. You know what? 
trying to figure out what story I want to go into, but maybe, uh, okay, I'll go ahead and do this right now. Younger corporate types don't know how to dress in the office because they've never had to go to an office uh, because of COVID. So now, all these do's and don'ts of fashion and, and office etiquette are showing up on TikTok, and they're bringing in uh, crazy amounts of numbers because now all these uh, children that, well, not children, but young adults that graduated are going to their chosen profession. They're, they literally have never been in a corporate environment before in an, in an office, and they don't know what to wear, what not to wear, what is business casual, what is business dressy, what is, uh, uh, I don't know, free-for-all Friday, you know, whatever. And this is stuff that we could never predicted before the, uh, you know, before the, uh, before COVID is we never even thought about that. I mean, for God's sakes, last uh, couple podcasts ago, we covered the smile school that somebody's suckering everybody into going into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that's pretty interesting. And I've got my cat in here that will not shut up. So if you hear a cat, um, that's my cat, yeah, one of them. And uh, she will not shut up. So every now and then you're going right. to... Yeah. I, if I remember right, last week I had a dog go off. Oh, yeah, you did, didn't you? Okay. Well, yeah, an, I, actually, that was my son's girlfriend's dog. Oh, okay. We're an animal-friendly <laughs> podcast here, so... Yes, we are. Yes, so we love two, animals. Two cats, two dogs here. Yes. We love animals, but never... Hey, do you mind? Hey, do you mind? Hey! Jeez, that is the mouthiest damn cat I've ever had. So hey, like, you invite everybody on the sh- show. So yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, she has something to say. She's probably saying yeah. stupid. She's probably saying, "Turn that shit off. It's hurting." <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's saying. She's saying, "Man, you blathering fools, shut up." <laughs> um. Uh, remember the Cincinnati Bengals? Remember those delightful little fucks? Yes. Yeah. Little Joey Burrow and his little buddies, Jamar Chase, and all those fellas. Well, when Joe Burrow was asked, and I don't have anything against him. It's fun. It's fodder. You know, I mean, except their idiot mayor and the stupid shit he said. And some of the stuff that some of their players say doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. And why would you poke the bear? Why would you poke the guy that has won everything? But... Here's what here's what happened now. When Joe Burrow was asked, Madre, shut up! Jeez, that freaking cat, man. And look, I don't care if she's on the podcast. She's really loud in my fucking ear. Is what I care about. I believe. I believe. Yeah. So okay. When Joe Burrow was asked who is the best quarterback, he promptly answered Patrick Mahomes. When Jamar Chase was asked, their, you know, their receiver, was asked the same question, he replied, Pat who? Um, I gotta, I gotta pull this podcast over for a second. Alright, one cat out in the hallway, podcast, has won this round, at least right now. Yeah, okay. now she's out in the hallway making noise, so maybe we haven't won so when uh, Joe Burrow, I gotta go through this whole fucking thing again. Okay, when Joe Burrow was uh, asked who is the best quarterback, he promptly answered Patrick Mahomes. 
When Jamar Chase, their idiot wide receiver that likes to poke the bear, was asked the same question, he replied, Pad who? What a cocky thing to say, huh? You know, they had one shot at the Super Well, they had two, but one was a long time ago without this band of people. But they had one shot at the Super Bowl. And the only reason they won is because Patrick Mahomes uh, made one mistake. And the only reason they went to the Super Bowl was that. And they couldn't even win against the Los Angeles Rams, who was a good team but not a great team. So um, I don't know if they're exactly uh, when we're over here... um, three Super Bowls in five seasons, five championship games, and two Super Bowl rings. And they're over there throwing, well, Jamar Chase is over there throwing rocks. Um, You know, uh, Joe Burrow isn't. So a few days later, the Chiefs have their Super Bowl ceremonies going on. When Holmes put on his uh, Super Bowl champion ring, he tweeted out, that's who. I love that. so, uh, you know, Kraft's comments, it's pretty bold coming from a guy that isn't even the top of his position. Actually, our tight end had more yards than Chase and a Super Bowl ring. Now, our tight end, tight ends traditionally do not get more yards than a top receiver. It's not normally right. heard of. Well, ours does because he's one of the best ever, and he's definitely the best in his position, and he's definitely better than Jamar Chase. He gets a lot more yards, a lot more touchdowns. And that is our tight end doing it. You know, I mean, it's a really bold comment coming from him, you know. And, and, and not only does our tight end have more yards than him, but he has two more Super Bowl rings than him and, and, um, and more appearances. Um, I've not seen a team that's 0 for 2 in the Super Bowl be so cocky. Is that what happens when you... Uh, you know, when you uh, have that, you're so proud of that cuisine, you know, that five-way chili stuff that they think is so good in Cincinnati. Is that what's clouding their brain? Might be. Uh, or is it the Ohio River? Are they eating fish out of there loaded with lead? I hope not. You know, a city that elected Jerry Springer as mayor, and now they got a guy that has a shoe permanently stuck in his mouth. <laughs> you know, if I was Natty, I'd just shut the fuck up. You know, wish the Chiefs Patrick Mahomes a happy Father's Day and move on. Yeah. Little bitches. So, anyhow, I am suddenly looking at you, Rob, and seeing what you have on your plate. I know you have plenty to say. Yeah, yeah, I I sent you that thing yesterday. Yes. Uh, Okay. Down in southern Missouri, there's a, a relatively new, they call it a town... It's more like a town center. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Uranus. <laughs> and it's, uh, you, can, you can Google it, everything. It's Uranus. I, d- I, did, I did Google it. <laughs> did you? Yes, I yeah, did. It, it, it's down around St. Robert, Missouri. Okay, I know On I-44 uh-huh. between Springfield and St. Louis. Uh-huh. It's actually part of old Route 66. Yep. Well, isn't, there, isn't there a big travel center there? Yeah, yeah, I, I think there is. I, I, and I, I know people from the city that's been coming down just to visit this place. Because it's got a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. There's a fudge factory. There's like an old city jail. There's a zoological park. 
There's tattoo shop. It's got trolley. It's got a little bit of everything. Okay. Well, I happen, I happen to know this gentleman that lives not far from there, so he's on the mailing list. And they came up with a newspaper called Uranus Examiner. <laughs> and down below says, probing Uranus deeper than ever before. Wow. And you, no, you cannot make this up. Uh, breaking news. Now, let me get my book here. The winter mobiles slid into Uranus again. <laughs> One of the side stories, making people happy in Uranus. <laughs> love, love advice, age two. <laughs> uh, he seriously got this in the mail. Uh, I, I just had to share. But no, it's a, from what I hear, it's a great tourist attraction. So if you ever get that way, swing in, check them out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, they knew they were gonna. People were gonna make fun of the name. They knew it when they opened it. That's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Um, you have some more. Oh, um, Pluto will complete the first full orbit around the sun since its discovery. Monday, March 23rd, 2178. Wow. It's that, yeah, it's that far away. It popped up, so I checked it out. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying. Cool. Well, hey, you know what? We should have a big Pluto party. Yeah, why not? Yeah, little balloons and, I don't know, little, little like, uh, Pluto sandwiches. I mean, it, it doesn't have the rings or nothing. What you could, maybe, like, I don't know, little, little balls of meat. Or something that kind of looked like a Pluto color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could take like toothpicks, put them in toothpicks, and have like little little bowls of Plutos, right? You take little balls yeah, of cheese that. and make That's them look like idea. little Plutos. Yeah, put little little toothpicks in there, and you can have like little balls of cheese and meat, and call them little Plutos. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So that's Tuesday, right? No, it's March twenty third, twenty one seventy eight. Oh shit! Okay, well we got we got okay we got plenty of time to plan the Pluto party then. Yeah. Hey, oh I got an idea. Isn't there a Walt Disney dog named Pluto? Yes, there is. We could have like little Walt Disney Pluto dogs too. You know, you know what? We have how many years? We got a lot of years to figure this shit out. So you know, well I'm sure we'll come up with something. Yeah, yeah, like little Pluto cakes. Whatever kinds of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we have the most, uh, the person looks most like Pluto without any makeup on, or I don't know. There we go. All right, yeah. I, I know a couple that would be in a runner for that. Yeah. <laughs> I know a few, too. <laughs> oh. um, uh, did, hey, have uh, you heard about um, Elon Musk and uh, um, Mark Zuckerberg? Um uh, joking, well, they're not like friends or nothing, and they kind of take jabs at each other all the time. I guess uh, Zuckerberg uh, formerly invited him to a cage match because Zuckerberg is actually fighting MMA now. 
Oh, really? I, I don't know if it's MMA or what, but it's some sort of kickboxing type martial art stuff, and he's pretty good at it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, it's interesting that, like, those two don't like each other. They never have liked each other that much. They've kind of been competitors. And now that, you know, Musk owns Twitter and he owns Facebook, they're kind of almost like rival companies. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but uh, it's interesting to see where this is going to go. To see if they'll actually will have sort of some sort of a fighting match, some sort of a cage match as they've been alluding to and joking around to. And if they are, would it be done for charity? I, I mean, wouldn't that be like a big thing? Wouldn't people like tune in everywhere to watch this, to watch the two um, non-humans? That, you know, these two... Um, Cyborg looking fuckers fighting each other? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know who to put my money on, to be honest. Well, I'm going to put my money on Zuckerberg because he's already trained. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's the only thing I can go by, but I don't know. Musk must look so weird, like, I don't know, like he would like mind control Zuckerberg somehow before he even got near him. You never know what kind of training he's got. Yeah, who knows? You know what? He he's could be. Money yeah, he's got plenty of money to go train, and nobody know about yeah. it at all. He might be right now training somewhere, waiting to kick the shit out of Zuckerberg. You never know. Oh man, and and I, out of out of the both of them, I think I like Musk a little bit more. Um, so I think I just I I want to see Musk beat the shit out of Zuckerberg. Number one, I want him to prove that Zuckerberg will bleed red. Yeah. 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 And I want to see Zuckerberg bruised to prove that he is human. Yep. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's, it's an island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Ugh. What you call a bundle of hay in church? Christian Bale. <laughs> Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. Two douchebags in a microphone, raw and uncensored. See behind the smoke show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high-quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off the day with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. And then after that, I mean, I you know, maybe like some mongoloided up something will come up there and beat the shit out of Musk after he beats the shit out of Zuckerberg. Like a, like an escape gorilla would like fucking break out of the zoo and right at the end of the match where Musk just beats the shit out of Zuckerberg and he's lying on the ground bleeding, then this escape gorilla grabs Musk and, and, and runs off with him into an abandoned home and I don't know, like keeps him there and like fucking <laughs> and brutalizes him for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens in my world. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah, not? Why not? 
Have we nothing better to do? Probably not. So, <laughs> anyhow, you have some more. Uh, you have some more stuff you want to throw up there. Um, in Singapore, all citizens and permanent residents aged 21 years old and above are automatically included under the Human Organ Transplant Act unless so, they have opted out. HODA allows for the removal of organs such as kidneys, heart, liver, and corneas for the purpose of transplantation in the event of death from any cause. So you pretty much have no choice if you live in Singapore. Well, well how, you said something about opting out. How do you opt out? Uh, that I don't know. I haven't looked into that. Well, okay, it sounds like one, when you're born, they throw your name in the barrel. Yeah. Okay, so as soon as you're old enough to change that, I, I'm going to look that up too. Because I'm curious to see if they actually let you change it or if that's just the way it is. It's like, look. Dude, if you die and we can use you, we're going to use you. Yeah, because here you you have your choice. So I'm guessing over there you don't. And like, well, I guess you do. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to do further investigation into that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, you know who Ryan... Here we go. I thought I was over not speaking correctly, but I'm not. Um, you know who Ryan Reynolds is? Yes. yes. Okay. You know that uh, he will read you a bedtime story? Really? Yes. Here's how it works. Bedtime Stories with Ryan Reynolds is a 15-episode series where Reynolds reads new and classic bedtime stories in an attempt to soothe your mind and soul. Ryan Reynolds uh, stated that we're happy to create a program with the express goal of putting people to sleep. I like that. That's great. Like, hey, yeah. all we're trying to do is put your ass to sleep. That's all. Nothing fancy. Yeah, I, I want, like, Ryan Reynolds stuffed dolls. Maybe some Ryan Reynolds sheets, pillowcases. How about an R.R. Blankie? Hmm? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about RRPJs? I'll be over here smoking a cigarette. You let me know when. And I don't even smoke cigarettes. So, <laughs> you let me know when all this stuff's available so I can go get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds and his wife won't do that. They, you know, they're always badgering each other on Twitter and giving each other shit. They're just, they're really happy people that are playful. It's funny. And this thing here is just something, probably just some little offshoot project that they wanted to do, and I think it's awesome. It's fantastic. So, anyhow, yeah. you know, one of these nights, I'm going to look it up and just take a look at it and see. So, um, have you heard of the new float therapy? No, I have not. Okay. Well... It's a new thing. Well, it's not new. It's been around quite a while. But it's gaining a lot of steam here lately because people are going back to work in the offices post-COVID. All the stresses are starting to come back. Um, 
people you know you know what I mean people are starting to get yeah. more yeah so all right um, floating therapy is where they have this giant uh, it's well it's not giant but it's a good size tub of water and it's so uh, it's so salty that you have no choice but to float you're buoyant uh, you have no choice but to float you can't not float in it so what you do is they give you some apparatus to put around your eyes and and something to go over your ears and um, I don't I don't even think they give you music I think it's just you in this vat of um, salt water because I've been to places uh, near the Virgin Islands where they tell you that you're not going to be able to swim if you want to because it's uh, it has so much salt in it the salt content so high that you're actually buoyant you're not going to be a, you're going to start floating I so that. yeah so um, this is one of those deals where you put the apparatus on and you lie there and you float and it's usually anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half therapy and they say that it helps you unwind relax get rid of stresses feel better all that good stuff that we should be doing regularly yeah 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 um, that's that's pretty cool and to me it sounds really cool I know other people laughed at it "Ah, it's a ripoff not to me to me something that like that sounds wonderful it's whatever helps you relax I could see that helping me relax I could see that helping me relax because I love hot tubs um, whirlpools, jacuzzis I love that so I could see myself being in one of them if it's the right temperature and enjoy just enjoying the hell out of that. So, I thought that's pretty cool. So, you got a you got a story or two, Rob? Uh, here. Yeah, I got Let's see here. His contractor working for. He did airways. Okay, let's see. Let me see what airline this was. Yeah. What airways? Okay, it's a story that I ran across. Uh, This contract worker for this airline Mm -hmm. sent a British passenger what's up messages while she was on flight. 23-year-old Hannah Smithers pleaded that she received the messages from the airways worker whose name has not been revealed when she was waiting to board a flight from Abu Dhabi to Manchester. Oh, wow. And and these messages kept going throughout the flight. And they end up arresting him as soon as they hit the ground. Hmm. Yeah, that's it, it, crazy. But he, she asked him how she got, uh, he got her information, and he told her she, he, she went through, or he went through the uh, airport's system. Wow. Yeah. Boy, that's stalkerish. Looked up her information on in the system, got her address, got her phone number, got everything. 
Hmm. And he was just a contractor. Wow. That's scary that someone can... Try to shorten that story up a little bit there. No, no, that's okay. Uh, hmm. Wow. That's stalkerish and scary, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's what she said. She's 23 years old, lying by herself. She was very uncomfortable, and I don't blame her. No, I don't either. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, let's see here. I was, uh, have you heard about new lab-grown meat? I, I ran across something, but I didn't go into it. Why don't you tell me about okay, it? Okay, all right. Well, two startups uh, now have permission to sell their lab-grown chicken in the U.S., uh, the first approved by any cultivated meat in the nation. The challenge, meat production is bad for the environment, with livestock generating 14% five of global greenhouse gas emissions. The raising of animals just uh, to slaughter them is also ethic, 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 ethic uh, questionable, you know, and anyhow, yeah, so in itself, not to mention um, often dreadful conditions in factory farms, which, yeah, I agree with all that. Um, so cultivated, cultivated meat, rather than coming directly from slaughtered livestock, cultivated meat is grown from cells taken from living animals. Under the right conditions, these cells multiply, and once there are enough of them, they can be fashioned into burgers, nuggets, and more. Because lab-grown meat is molecularly identified, I can't read tonight, to the kind to the kind in animals, it can be a better flavor match than plant-based meat alternatives. And in the decades since the creation of the first lab-grown burger, the cost of production has fallen dramatically. But it's still not cheap, it does say. In December 2020, Singapore became the first nation in the world to approve cultivating meat given U.S.-based startup EAT just permission to sell lab-grown chicken. Now U.S. regulators have also given the green light to EAT's Just Chicken under its Good Meat brand, as well as lab-grown chicken made by Upside Foods, marking the startup's first approval anywhere in the world. After its approval in Singapore, EAT just didn't start by selling its lab-grown chicken at the grocery stores. Instead, it parked partnered with local restaurants and you know what that's what they did with uh, um, with the Beyond Beef Beyond uh, Beef before you could get it at any store or anything there were restaurants selling it and and um, I actually had one way before I could get it in any store at all the Beyond Meat, meat Patties um, I got it at this uh, place at Crown Center I forgot the name of it but it is uh, it is a local um, a local fresh place where everything's locally sourced and it's, uh, you know, um, right. yeah, so uh, no GMO, all that stuff. And anyhow, I had it there first. Uh, and then it took, I don't know, maybe like a year. And then they started having it, you know, where you could get it at, at uh, wherever, like Costco's, Walmart's, or whatever. And now Beyond Beef is everywhere. And there's even fast food chains that have partaked in it. So, um, right. Yeah. So, anyhow, we will see where this thing goes. There's a lot more to the article, but not enough that I really want to go into it any further. It's just that it looks like uh, lab-grown meat is here to stay. So, anyhow. A small Missouri town is suddenly the third most dangerous in the state. 
Oh yeah, what is it? What town? Uh, okay, well, according to this ranking, St. Louis, then Springfield, and then Nevada. Nevada? Nevada, Missouri, yes. Huh. I didn't think anything happened there. Guess I'm wrong. I, I, I didn't think so either. Although I, I do know, I have relatives that live over in that area, so. Yeah, that, that's kind of a shocker. Yeah, that's yeah, the third most dangerous according to this survey. Huh. Okay. Well, would never guess that. Um, no, I wouldn't have either. I, I really was under the impression nothing happened in Nevada, Missouri. I did, me too. Hmm. Maybe a few DWIs, that'd be about it. Yeah, that'd be about it, yeah, because there's really nothing else to do there, so. No, not really. Um, you know, uh, Lady Gaga. Um, remember when her dogs were the the dog kidnapping? Yes. She had the dog walker, and someone came up there and dog dog jacked them <laughs> at at, yeah. at gunpoint. Lady Gaga uh, sued by the woman sentenced in connection to the theft of her uh, of her uh, of the singer's dogs. Now, now let that sink in. And in case I didn't say it right, I'll say it again. The lady that was arrested in connection with the dogs being kidnapped by gunpoint, sued, is suing Lady Gaga. Jennifer McBride, who returned the dogs after they were stolen, says the star failed to honor the no questions asked reward. (laughs) No questions asked. I I mean, she is right, (laughs) because they they weren't supposed to ask any questions. But yeah. she she said she was denied the uh, the fifty uh, the five hundred thousand dollar reward when she divulged information leading to the recovery of her dogs. Ladies' dog walker Ryan Fisher was shot and wounded during the robbery. Two days after the stick-up, McBride returned the dogs. Soon after, she was charged with receiving stolen property and a, an accessory to attempted murder. McBride pleaded uh, no contest to the theft and received two years probation. McBride is suing for $1.5 million for not honoring the no questions asked and mental anguish and legal fees. Um, you know, uh, I, that's, I wouldn't, I that's the legal system gone, gone awry. Meanwhile, the I mean, but then again, she is right. If you give the dogs back, no questions asked. It's not. I. It's supposed to not matter, even if you're the one that did it, isn't it? It's just like I just want right, my dogs right. back. That's all. I don't yeah. care what happened. Just bring them back. Just love them. I just want them. So, meanwhile, the dog walker Ryan Fisher started a GoFundMe page after his um, his um, RV died on his well <laughs> on his wellness tour. So he's going down in a wellness tour on his RV, and it died. America's oh, wow. are rubes. If this guy gets over ten thousand, he admitted in an interview that the pop star was taking care of him, and they are still close. We're on minute seventeen of this fifteen-minute fiasco. Bye, fucking bye. That bitch that orchestrated it and was part of it should be in prison, not getting a dime. Her dog walker is getting taken care of by her 
he doesn't need to be doing a wellness tour in his RB. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing just it it, it just stinks. So anyhow, um, let's see. Um, do you know Boba T? No. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. It's it's bubble tea. It's the tea with the bubbles in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's been an explosion of it. It's been around a long time actually, but just recently, it's just been getting like it's been going off the hook. Just everybody loves it. So anyhow, up at the city market, you see the fucks walking around with it in their you know, hey, I got this tea with bubbles in it. Like, I got my regular cappuccino, so get the fuck away from me. So anyhow, Baskin Robbins uh, uh, and uh, Pete's Coffee both added it to their menus. Boba tea has been around since the mid-90s, but recently its popularity has exploded. Right now, Boba tea brings in more than $2.4 billion annually. Its projected sales by 2027 is to reach $4.3 billion. California burger chain Jack in the Box has added several boba tea options. All its teas are modeled after the brown sugar boba tea, which is supposed to be the most flavorable and like where everything was conceived from. Me, I don't know that much about it, but it's supposed to just be, I don't know, people love it. It's got that brown sugar in it. and So, um, anyhow, like I said, I'm not an expert on boba tea, but I thought that was interesting enough to uh, bring it up. Me, you know, I've, 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 every time I've tried boba tea, the brown sugar does sound great. I, I mean, or at least it, it piques my interest. Where, you know, yeah. me, when I've tried boba tea before, like I said earlier, it tasted like something gooey in my fucking tea, and I wanted to know what the hell it was. So, anyhow. Um, cool. have you, have you heard about the, um, the couple getting married that made their animals the ring bearers in, in their wedding? No, no, I'm not. Okay, a bride to be is asking if she and her fiance are wrong for wanting to have their dog and cat serve in the wedding party roles that are traditionally taken by children. the The anonymous Reddit user who goes by the username Intrepid Offering posed the question to the "Am I the a hole?" subreddit, an online forum in which people can vote and weigh in on comments after she received a not not-so-enthusiastic response from her soon-to-be sister-in-law. The Reddit user explained that her sister-in-law had a series of incredible painful miscarriages before she gave birth to twins, Ava and Liam, now four years old. So... Yeah, I'm trying to see where this fucking story goes. You know... Eh, I'm scrapping that whole fucking thing right there. Who gives a shit about that story? It looks... I, I mean, I... The whole thing is, is they're, they're wanting to make their uh, their pets as a ring bearers, right? And everyone was giving them shit about it, but I, it didn't say whether they even did it or not, so I'm giving up on that fucking thing. You know what? Everyone who listens to this podcast, I'm a little off tonight. You know, I had a long day of uh, having to do several things, and you know what? You know what? You're going to get a bad one here and there, right? But you're getting your money's worth. It's free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyhow, a Quebec woman found a message in the bottle. 
from like uh, oh, really? yeah from 34 years ago yeah I thought uh, you know let's see if I can find it here in a bottle okay here it is all right a, que a Quebec woman taking a walk on a beach near her cottage discovered a message in a bottle that had been thrown out to sea by a Newfoundland man 34 years earlier Trudy Shatler said she was walking with her mother-in-law on the beach near her Pagocio cottage when she found a bottle on the rocks containing a note that was dated May 29, 1989. 34 years and one week before the day she found it. Anyhow, I was so excited, I mean, what I'm looking for all the time is a note in a bottle, Shatler told Saltwire. I guess Saltwire is a news outlet up there. Shatler said some water had gotten into the bottle, so the note written on the back of an Export A cigarette pack was damaged. <laughs> Shatler could uh, make out that the bottle had been thrown into the water at Fox Point, 10 miles off Port Acho, Newfoundland, but she uh, could only make out a few letters of the author's name. Shatler posted photos of her discovery to Facebook. They were shared nearly 200 times for coming to the attention of Portland Show man Rick Hamlin. As soon as I see it, I knew the writing. I said, that's Dad's, Hamlin said. So, huh. Hamlin said his father, Gilbert, was well known for launching messages in bottles, always written on the backs of cigarette packs into, into the water while out fishing. Gilbert Hamlin died two years ago at the age of 72, so damn it. Hamlin and Shatler's uh, bottle is the first uh, he knows off uh, he knows of to ever be found. Shatler said he will send the bottle to Hamlin, who plans to place it at his father's grave. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's. Oh, oh shit! shit. What's, What's that, that over, over there? there? Oh, oh no! It's this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. <laughs> what? Someone took a dump in the corner. Oh, jeez. Ugh. Glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 